0: Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Oh, Lord, get this thing right. Well, I'm glad to see all y'all this morning. Y'all glad to be here? We may be a little bitty army, but we're a big army, aren't we? Don't take much to make it happen. I remember a story in the Bible where 300 took the whole nation, so... 30 can do a lot of damage, can't we? You know, God is good. God has blessed us in all kinds of ways over the last year or so. I understand last night the the uh, revival went really well for the Cowboy Church over on Troy. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad some of y'all went. Good to, good to see y'all getting out and doing stuff. I mean, it's not like y'all don't do enough, but it's always good to do more in it. Mark got a fire <laughs> too far away, <laughs> good, <laughs> right next door then, but, uh, you know guys, I know that sometimes it gets disheartening, sometimes we get down because we see so much going on in the negative of the world, and we want us. We want Christian people to be positive all the time. Me and Buddy was talking about it in there a while ago. Sometimes it's hard to be uplifted when everything else is falling around you. But I want you to think about something. Where does our strength come from? It comes from God. But it also comes from us, because we have to tap into that strength. God gives us the strength. He gives us the... He provides us with everything we need. But are we willing to stand up and say, I need it. I want it. I'll take it. A lot of times we get defeated because we get a defeated nature. And where does the defeated nature come from? It comes from the devil. And sometimes... We give the devil too much credit. Sometimes it comes from us. Because we look around and we see everything going on around us and it's we want to defeat ourselves. So, be careful. Be careful what you speak. If you speak negativism into your life, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get negativism. You want positive in your life, speak positive. Okay? All right. All right, guys, it's that time of day again when we do another form of worship in here that we need to do. If you look back here at the the numbers on the board, we're doing pretty good. We're doing all right, but we can do better. We need to keep the doors open. And I did tell you, all I think I told you, all if I didn't, I'm going to tell you now. Our rent goes up in November. November 1st, we have to pay a higher amount of rent than what we've been paying. So I'm going to be on you a little bit harder to get some money in here, okay? y'all like this building you like having a place to come to worship and praise God we got to pay the bills I'm not looking for a new house I've got my house over there on Stone Road I've got it for 99 years locked in at the same amount of rent so I'm good I don't need a house I got a car and I got all that so I'm not looking for money for me I'm looking for money to keep this church alive and in order to keep the church alive I got to get the money out of y'all's pockets and to do our outreach with, of course. And speaking of that, how many of y'all in here know Miss Betty? Uh, she had surgery about a month and a half ago, two months maybe. Two months ago, she had surgery. After she had surgery, she developed, she went back to work, and then she got sick again with COVID. She is up on her feet. She's on oxygen, they've got her still on the oxygen therapy, but she's doing 100% better. She called me the other day, and if any of y'all really know Miss Betty, she's probably the most independent woman you'll ever meet in your life. She's 80 something years old, and she does not even know how to ask for help. She's never asked for help in her life. She called me and said, JR, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I got, I'm in trouble. And I told her, don't worry about the rent it'd get taken care of. And I'm not going to lie to the lady. So I came to the church about it, and we're going to help her with her rent this month. Barbara's setting her up with some contacts for other things that she needs. But y'all, can y'all be in prayer about that? Can y'all be in prayer about helping her get back on her feet? She's not one of the people that's going to get on her feet and then forget where it came from. She's one of them that's going to... She'll get back out there, she'll fight for us. And she already does, so... She don't come to church, unfortunately, because she has to go she has to work on Sunday mornings usually. But guys, keep her in your prayers. She's just been a great asset to the men's breakfast, to everything else that we do. And I'm really I'm really down about the fact that she's so what's the word? Hard headed and stubborn that she won't ask for help when she needs it. But she'll help you anytime she can. No, she's fine on groceries. They, that's one of the things I made sure of a long time ago. She had food, and she's got plenty of food. But she does need help with her rent, and we're going to help her with it. So just letting you know. That's the way it is, okay? So that's what we do with y'all. Part of what we do with the ties that come in here, we help other families, and we help other people that need help. And we can't do that without y'all. Does that kind of make it clear to you? Without y'all's help, I can't do the things we need to do. All right. Let's get off this depressing stuff get on some good stuff. Y'all ready? Let's pray over the offering. Let's get some worship music going on while the offering's going on. If everybody's still happy to be here this morning, say amen. Thank God. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time we have to come together and fellowship with your name. Father, come and worship you in the way that we do. Father, I ask that you bless this offering that's about to be taken up, that it can be used to glorify the kingdom of God and to do the things that you call us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Soul on fire. by third day. That's a sign I hope I never see. I hope I walk in the room and ain't got a fire bed down below me. How about y'all? I know my... I know mine's not going to have a fire below me. Is everybody waiting on me? <laughs> this is kind of cool, isn't it? Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time we have together to come and hear your word this morning, Father, anoint my tongue that I may speak clearly, open their ears that they may hear, and their eyes that they may see, Father, I ask that you just bless this service this morning with everything we want to put our trust in you and our belief in you, Father, just be with us, lead us, guide us in directions that you'd have us to go, in Jesus' name, everybody said, I'm going to go back to Psalm 63. I know we preach on these psalms a lot but you know David had a David had a, a rough go there for a while He was the anointed chosen king of Israel and you know he was anointed at a very young age so he grew up to be a king and he grew up with the trust of God and faith in God but he did something that a lot of us do today, we believe in God. we know God's powers, we know what God can do. We know that God will pull us through some of the most horrifying things that we could possibly go through, but yet sometimes we have a tendency to kind of let it lay down, kind of not use what we have. And how many, of y'all, how many of y'all have seen that in your life where you just kind of, you get in that lull of let it be what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be and there ain't nothing we can do about it. Let me tell you something, guys. I'm going to preach a little, read a little, preach a little, read a little, and probably preach a little bit more. But there comes a time in our life when we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. And that's, that's a good thing, ain't it? Accepting Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's one of the biggest things we can do in our lives. But it's such a small thing. If you think about it, it's such a small step. How hard is it to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that God sent him here, not for God's glory, but for redemption of us? Does that make sense? He knew his power. He knows who he is. He knows he created everything on this earth. But he also knows that he himself put a curse on every man and woman born after Adam and Eve that we would not be able to reach the kingdom of God. Why is that? Why do you think that was the way it was? I think it was because he created the angels and they have no choice but to serve him. He created the birds and the trees and the flowers and everything. Do you think the trees don't worship him? How many trees have you seen with their branches hanging down to the ground? Where Where's their, where's their branches usually read, lead? Up. They're praising him birds, everything, everything on this earth he takes care of. He knows what they need, and they get what they need. But they they don't really have a choice, do they? But see, man has a choice. We can choose to follow God, or we can choose not to. But there was a time after the Garden of Eden... That there was no choice to make. You had to follow the rules, you had to follow the laws, and you had to do it in such a stringent way that most people failed at it. These kings that we read about in in Kings, the book of Kings. How many of those kings were good kings? Do y'all remember from Jimmy's classes? There was about eight good kings in the north and the south. There weren't very many. People have a tendency to fall short of where they need to be. God even said that's going to happen. He said that all sin and come short of the glory of God. So if we all sin and come short of the glory of God, what's that mean? God don't lie. We're not, we didn't have a choice. We didn't have a chance to make the, the cut until... God sent Christ to the earth to save us. He sent Him in a way that... He didn't send Him as a grown man on a horse with a sword and a knife and a shield to defeat the world. He came to save the world. He came as a baby. A little child. And He grew up to be a man. We say He grew up to be a man... I don't consider 33 years old really growing up to be a man. I think he grew up quick. He grew up right, and he had the right things going on for him. He did what he had to do. He was obedient to the Word of God for sure. He never stopped being obedient to his father. Even when his mama told him to do something that he wasn't really supposed to do yet, what did he say to her? It's not my time. But he did it anyway. He did it because his mother told him to. And that's obedience to what God says. Honor your mother and father. So, where are we at? Where is our life at when it comes to obeying God? How obedient are we to God? How much do we really trust God with our lives? Come on, think about that for a minute. Every bit? Okay, that's good. And if you do, praise God. But I'm going to tell you right now, your preacher has days when I'm sitting there going, what are you thinking? God, this ain't working out. What are you thinking? What do I got to do to get this better? I mean, I'm being honest with you guys. There's times when we all get depressed. We all get down. We all get disillusioned in what's going on in the world. You want to get depressed, go home tonight, turn TV on about 5 o'clock on Channel 4 or Channel 5. And watch that newscast for about 30 minutes. You'll be ready to cut your own throat. Because if we listen to what the world tells us, we're in trouble. Now, y'all want some good news? I've got y'all all all depressed now, right? Here's Here's the word of God. This is what God says. You ready? Oh, God. You are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this preached and weary, land where parched, I'm sorry, parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and I've gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better to me than life itself. How I praise you. I will honor you as long as I live lifting up my hands to you in prayer you satisfy me more than the riches of food I will praise you with song by joy I lay awake thinking of you meditating on you through the night I think how much you have helped me I sing for joy in the shadows of your protecting wings I follow close behind you your Your strong right hand holds me sturdy. But those plotting to destroy me will come to ruin. They will go down into the depths of the earth. They will die by the sword and become the food of the jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who trust in him will praise him while their lairs will be silenced. What is that word telling you? What's it telling us to do? First off, it says, trust God. Trust in God. When you can't trust in anything else, I have seen you in the sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better to me than life itself. Do you feel that way about God today? Do you feel like God is more important to you than your own life? Do you feel like you could live, if you went to heaven today, it'd be okay? If, you did, if God came back today, would you be okay with that? I would be for me. But for the people out there that doesn't understand God, I would hurt for them. It would trouble me dearly for people I know that are lost. If God came back today, if there was no hope for them after today, that would hurt me deeply. Is that is that ringing some bells in your life right now? There's probably people in this room right now that have the same feeling about that that I do. That if you lost, if the world ended today, you'd be sad. Because somebody that you know did not get the message. Oh, they've seen you talk about it. They've heard you talk about it. They've seen the miracles of God. They've watched God's work be done. But yet they still don't follow him. They don't accept him. What do we do? How do we keep our head up knowing this? I mean, we're supposed to be joyful, right? Right? We're supposed to be walking around singing praise and being joyful and being happy and being lifted up and being, oh, just bubbling over with joy and happiness and life and everything. But how hard is it when we look around us and we see the world that we live in, more and more of them are falling to the wayside? Yeah, they do. Joyful people, people that want to serve God get tired and they get weary and they get run down and what brings us down more than anything else other people around us people that are hurting that don't understand what we know so what is our job as christian people not only uplift them I mean, it's easy to go up and tell somebody about God, isn't it? It's easy to do that. But what do we really got to do to make people understand who God is? you got to live it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. you got to be lifting people up. Tell them about God is great, guys. You tell them what God does. Tell them who Jesus is. But on the same hand, you're sitting there, man. God is so good. He's done so much for me. He's treated me so well. He's been, he's healed me from my sicknesses. He's done all that. This darn government's about to kill us all. We're gonna die and go. We're gonna not have nothing left today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have I just done? I'm bipolar. <laughs> I'm sitting there telling them what a great God I serve then turn right back around and tell them what a rotten place it is. Somebody's listening to preaching somewhere down the line. You can't sit on that fence and be talk for God in this side of your face and talk for the world on this side of your face. Do you understand what I'm saying there? How should we be as Christian people? How did Christ live? Did Christ walk around going... Oh, they're gonna kill me on that cross. They're gonna put. They're gonna beat me half to death. No, he didn't do that. He walked around living for what he knew was coming. His death was coming, but that wasn't the end of the story. And he knows it. He knew that he had to die on that cross, go to the grave, beat the devil, and come back to save us. The story doesn't end at the cross. The story doesn't end at the resurrection. The story doesn't end until God says, Jesus, go get my kids. That's when the story ends. But does it really end there? No. We want it to end there, right? We want to have an ending to this story, but that story goes on for eternity. How long should our joy last for eternity? How long should our sorrow last? What the Bible says is your sorrow will last for tonight, but tomorrow there will be joy in your life. You're going to have those nights. Let me tell you this. You're going to have times when you feel down. You're going to have times when you don't have any hope. There's going to be times when your faith is so small that you can't even see it sometimes. But what does Jesus say about faith? The faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Am I preaching this morning? Am I telling y'all something this morning? See, we're going to have ups and downs, guys. We're going to have good times and we're going to have bad times. We're going to have sorrowful times and we're going to have joyful times. But Don't let your sorrows drown out your eternity. Don't let your sorrows drown out your week. Some of y'all have been sick. Some of us have faced death several times. I'm going to tell you something. you know why I get up and come up here every day? Do you really want to know why? It's not only that I love God. It's God did something for me that no one, none of y'all can ever do. Y'all can't do for me what God done for me. Done for me. Is that a word? Yeah. Y'all can't do what God done for me. God has brought me back from death so many times it's not even funny. Now, I'm being stupid when I eat all that sugar and all that fat and all that fried food and all that. I keep tempting Him all the time. But through His love and grace and mercy, He keeps, okay, junior let's recharge and start over again. But is there a story to this? Is there something I'm trying to get you to see? No matter what you go through in this lifetime, no matter what sorrows are around you, what the world looks like around you, God's kingdom never changes. God's word never changes. God is always faithful. God is always strength. He's always strong. He always loves you. He always cares about you. Even when you are, even when you're not being your best, what is he? When, he, when you're not your best, he's at his very best. Because he's got the power and he's got the knowledge and he's got the love for you that even when you're in your lowest point of your life, you're not doing half of what you're supposed to be doing. You're sitting at home instead of going to church. Or you're sitting at home when you need to be out doing outreach. Or you're sitting there feeling sorry for yourself because whatever the situation may be, that's when God is at his strongest because he's going to take what he has and multiply it. Ooh. I'm telling y'all something here, ain't I? When you feel like you can't go on no further, stop struggling. It's, have y'all have seen a swimmer drowning? When the lifeguard gets out there to them, what do they do? They go to fighting and they go to scratching and kicking, and they're fighting that. The person's trying to save them, they're fighting them the hardest, aren't they? But what's that lifeguard doing? He's hanging on with everything he's got, he's stepping above where he normally would be. His strength increases, his passion increases, his courage increases, and he gets a hold of that person. And literally drags them out of whatever they're in. If a man on earth can do that, how much more power does God have? When you're drowning in your sorrows and you're drowning in your weakness and you're drowning in your sickness and you're drowning in your brokenness and you're drowning in your anger, stop fighting. Stop fighting it. Reach up for the man that can help you. When Peter stepped out of the boat and was walking toward Jesus, I can see it now, just like that camera in front of me. He's sitting there, he's looking right at Jesus, and he's walking along there just, wow, this is cool. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Uh, What is that? Wind and rain and storm. I took my eyes over here, didn't I? What happened to him? He dropped like a rock. He dropped like the rest of us would do. He dropped like a rock. But then there's another verse that follows right after that. Jesus reached down immediately and pulled him up and put him back in the boat. He didn't pick him up and set him back on the water and say, now do it right this time. He didn't do that, did he? He didn't bring him back to the glory he was in. He put him back in the boat and he was secure and safe. And he, he started praising Jesus. Oh, there's a story in there for somebody this morning. Don't expect him to put you back in your glory, guys. He will put you back in your safety zone. Do y'all get where I'm going here? Trust in God more than you trust in life. What will life do to you? Life will beat you up. Life will chain you down and beat you up. Make you hungry, make you sick, make you tired, and all that. What does God do? He lifts you up. He glorifies you. He fills you with joy. He sanctifies you. And He makes you something else that a lot of people don't like to hear. He makes you righteous. He makes you right by His doing. Not by yours, but by His. And once you become righteous again... It's easy to praise, isn't it? It's easy to praise God when everything's going right. How many of y'all can praise Jesus for your salaries and your house and your home and all that? Take your home and your house and your salary away from you and let's see how much you praise. Mm -hmm. It's Hard to do it when you ain't got that, ain't it? But the Bible says that we should do it more when we're hurting than when we're in good. That's when he wants us to humble ourselves and reach out to him for help. I don't know how many times in my life as a preacher I've been asked, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? You want me to tell you why God allows bad things to happen to good people? Now you ready for this? Get ready. Here it comes. To make you a better person. To make you better. Oh, but. Bending me down and breaking me down makes me better. Where does my strength come from? God. And when I'm out of strength and I tap into his strength, doesn't that make me better? And the next time things come along, isn't it kind of I gotta get a little deeper into the trouble before I've been really hurting? I gotta I understand that there's certain things in life that I'm gonna have to go through and I just go through it and I praise God for it and keep on going. New Christians that hadn't got quite got there yet. You bring turtles and triumphants into their lives, what do they want to do? They want to run, they want to go back to what they were doing. They want to go back and say, Oh, that God thing, that ain't nothing. He didn't do what I asked him to do. Can I tell you something? (laughs) I'm in worse shape today than I was before I got saved. Praise God. Because if you're worshiping you were before you got praise, that means God is working at you. And that means the devil's working harder to keep you. Satan is going to fight you when you turn to God. Why? John 10, 10. Jesus said it in black and red, uh, red and white. The devil is a liar. He comes to seek, to destroy, to kill. You turn your life over to Jesus... What's the devil going to do? He's going to come looking for you. He's going to look at where your weaknesses are. And when he finds a weakness in you, what's he going to do? He's going to exploit that weakness to destroy your faith. That's what he wants to do. He wants to destroy your faith, which, if he manages to destroy your faith, what's it do to your spirit? Kills your spirit. And that's what he wants. But then Jesus turns around at him and says this. I have come that you may have life more abundant and full of joy. Can I be joyful in my my trials and tribulations? I should be. I got to be. Can I be bold in in my hurt? Can I be bold in my downfall? David was. David stood firm on God. Now, there was times he questioned God's thinking, and there was times when he asked God, why is it being done this way? But in the ultimate thing of David, what did David continually do? He repented and praised God. He made rap about it. He even wrote books about it, songs about it. But then he turned right back around. And said, you are my God that I trust in and that I believe in and that I'm going to look to for my strength. See, we got to get that through our heads, guys. Everybody thinks being a Christian is going to be this, that that thing that we talk about, the highway to hell is wide and easy. The pathway to God is narrow and rough. But can I tell you something about that rough road? If you keep your eyes on Christ, That rough road ain't nearly as rough. That rough road ain't got nearly many potholes in it. Oh, they may be there, but you like that four-wheel drive. (laughs) Just keep on going because you have God's strength getting you through it. Y'all remember the the poem out there about the the footprints in the sand? It said when me and you were walking together, there was two footprints in the sand. When things got bad, there was only one print. Where did you go? And Jesus said I didn't go anywhere I picked you up and carried you through it how many of y'all need picked up today how many of y'all need to be picked up this morning how many of y'all are hurting in some way some faith some fashion you got pain in your life that you don't understand you want to give it to God this morning and do what God told us to do trust in him no matter what we see with our eyes, believe in our heart who God is. If we can start doing that on an everyday basis, every time something comes against us, what happens? We get through it, guys. We get through it. And you can live this last last verse. But the king will rejoice in God. All who trust in Him will praise Him, while liars will be silenced. Do I get to say anything else? Trust in God. we got a lot of liars out there right now, don't we? we got a lot of lying going on out there. we got a lot of mistrust going on out there. But if I put my faith in God, And I put my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that I believe that God is in charge of this world. And that God will get me through everything I'm going through. And I will stop looking at it through the eyes of man. And start looking at it through my spiritual eyes. What kind of life can I have? What can I be in my life? If I stop looking at things the way the world looks at it. Gas prices are out of the roof right now. How many of y'all stopped driving this week? How many of y'all actually stopped driving this week because the gas prices were so high? Not me. I pulled in the gas station, put $60 worth of gas in my Yukon, and I just drove on like it was $2 a gallon. Now next week I may have to park the car, may have to park the Yukon and get in the PT Cruiser because it gets better gas mileage. And when it gets so bad I can't go in the PT Cruiser I'm going to stop and get on one of the motorcycles and ride it because it gets better gas mileage than the cars do. I'm not going to quit because the price of gas is too high. I'm not going to quit loving God because the price of being in the kingdom of God has gotten so high and so hard and so unavailable to me that I can't do it anymore. I can tap into God anytime, anywhere, all the time and get through life better. Praise God. Give God the glory even in the hard times. And you'll find your hard times ain't nearly as hard. Your sicknesses ain't nearly as deathifying. Your brokenness ain't nearly as broken. Tap into God. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Saving is not just saving your soul. Saving is saving your life. Are you saved today? You know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If you don't know Jesus this morning, everything I've talked to you about, Everything I've said to you just runs off of you. doesn't apply to you. You've got to have that relationship with Christ. If you're out there in the sound of my voice and you don't know who Jesus is this morning, let us introduce you to Him. He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. He's He's the morning star. He's the Son of Saturn. He is all that we claim that He is. If you can believe in Him and trust Him, you'll have eternal life. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be a sorrowful, beat-up old man. You're going to go through this world with a better attitude if you'll trust in Him. Follow Him. Read His Word. Study His Word. Become obedient to the Word of God. And quit listening to the world media. Quit listening to Facebook lies listen to twitter lies get off of youtube get into the word of god and find out what god has for you stop worrying about what johnny said about you yesterday because he to say the same thing about sally tomorrow he's gonna change his when he stops being able to affect you it's gonna go to somebody else the best thing you can do is talk bad about me i love it when you talk bad about me you know why you're leaving somebody else alone and letting them rest. You're to, the bad people are going to talk about bad people. That's all there is to it. People of God, stand up and be people of God. No matter what's coming against you, no matter what the world throws at you, remember Jesus died on a cross for you. He died for your sins. He died for your healing. And he also died for your righteousness your sanctification. He died to bring you glory to God to make you whole again. Are you willing to stand up and say, I'm a child of God. I'm not going to let this world defeat me. This addiction is not going to break me. This bad habit is not going to get me down. I'm going to change what I am to who God wants me to be. Are you willing this morning to do that? Every every eye closed, every head bowed. Wherever you are in this world today listening to this message, whatever time of the day it is, whatever, whatever day of the week it is that you're hearing it, God is still in business of taking care of you. And He wants you to stop right now, this very moment, and say this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I give my life to you. I am a sinner. I need your sanctification. I need your blood to wash me clean. I need you to change my thinking and the way I live. Look at me through your eyes and let me see the world through your eyes. I commit myself to living for you. In Jesus' name. I surrender all. In the name of Jesus, amen. Guys, I just took you through a prayer that will save you for the rest of your life. But it'll also change the life of a Christian. You can you can revamp yourself this morning. If you've been saved and your fire's dwindled down and your faith has fallen short, and you're looking for answers there's always an answer to it. And it's through God. It's through God's power that you can be redeemed. You can surrender right now, or you can keep fighting for the rest of your life. But I promise you this, Jesus said something that's very, very, very truth, and it's going to happen. He said that every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess him as Lord. My question to you is, do you want to do it now or do you wait till it's too late? Because you will accept him. And you will claim him as the Lord. But will it be too late for you? Don't let that happen. Oh, JR, I got plenty of time. I'm young and I'm healthy and I got everything's going good for me right now. I'm gonna be okay. I know about thirty people in the last two months that thought the very same thing and today they're on the other side some made it to the gates some didn't where are you going if you die today are you going to spend eternity in heaven with God or are you going to spend eternity in hell with the devil separated from the love of God that's a choice you got to make I can't make it for you God I wish I could I wish I had the power in my hands just to walk up put my hand on your body and you become saved but I can't do it I can't do it for you you have to do it for yourself so no matter where you are in the world today China Africa the UK Australia wherever you are let God become your God Let God become the most important thing in your life. And He will bring honor and glory to you beyond anything you can imagine. And that's the truth, folks. God is my God. I am His child. And we're going to spend eternity together. Amen. Bow. Bow your heads, folks. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for the time we've had this morning. I thank you for the blessing of being able to stand and preach the Word of God this morning in a country where I can do it freely and openly. I thank you for the love of these people. I thank you for the love of this city, this state, and this country. I thank you to the first responders from the firefighters, police officers, military, National Guard, Border Patrol, everybody that takes care of keeping us safe. I ask that you bless them today in a mighty way. And I also ask God that you bless each one of us financially. I ask that you bless us with health. I ask that you bless us with spirit. Watch over us and keep us strong as we go throughout the week. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Praise God for everybody this morning. If you are in this place today and you have not been blessed... Come back tonight and get blessed again. Come back and hear the Word again. If you don't get blessed, then be back here Tuesday night for men's study. Be back Wednesday night for Bible study with Jimmy. Be back Thursday night with Bible study with Diane. Come and see me on Friday night. We're going to start a new thing on Friday night. Y'all ready for a new thing to start? We're going to start doing Word study. (laughs) And we might even serve dinner for people. I'm not telling you. You just have to come Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday and find out what night food will be served. It's a guess I come. I guess I'll come to find out where the food is. But I'm going to tell you something. This church feeds people every day of their lives. We feed them with a thing that feeds them more than potatoes, more than steak, more than chicken. We feed them with the Word of God. You need to be fed. Find a place to hook up Thursday night, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, Friday night, Sunday morning, Bible, Bible school, Bible whatever you want to call it, Sunday school. I call it Tony's, Tony's hour. <laughs> Come into Tony's hour and get fed that word. Come back in here at 1030 on Sunday mornings. If you're in this area, you're blessed to be here, I promise you. You will be hugged more than you've ever been hugged in your entire life. You'll be picked on. Yep. You'll be just you'll be loved. And if you ain't got no love in you, come on in here, we'll fill you up with it. Guys, I'm inviting anybody within the sound of my voice that can get to 303 South Highway 78 at 7:30 most nights of the week, 10:30 on Sunday mornings, seven o'clock Sunday nights. If you can get here. Come in here. Get a Band-Aid on your hurt. And let's get your body healed with Jesus. Y'all look out for WTG Radio. WOTG Radio has, I don't even know how many radio stations now that they're available on. And I know they've got four television stations that you can watch gospel all day long and hear gospel music all day long. Support WOTG as they're getting the word out around the world. And y'all that's out there on WTOG that hears us, Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this network. Thank you for being a part of the network of God's Word. Let's go together now. Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas, 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.